This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Enjoy listening to the show each week. We'll get more of me in your ear holes. The Pat and Mike show is a bonus podcast only available to Patreons at patreon.com slash radio Mike. Plus there is hours of extra content exclusively to the Patreon. If you sign up now, you can listen to it all. And while we've got you, can you rate the podcast five stars on Spotify? That would be awesome. All right, let's start this week's show. Today on the show, the Michael Jackson fans are still after me. Post Malone's new album has an incredibly millennial pop culture reference. Plus, why the hell would we put a Disneyland in the middle of Melbourne? All that and more on 20th Century Boy, the show that's always living La Vida Loca. To 20th Century Boy, my name is Radio Matilda, and this is the inside of my mind. Welcome to the show. Uh, Radio Mike, of course, is, is my, my real name, but each week on this show, as you know, if you're a long-time listener, if you're not a long-time listener, welcome to the show. Each week, I start with a different name. Often it's uh, RM-themed for Radio Mike, or it's a Mike pun. Previous ones have included Mike Sharona, Mike Hart will go on. Um, various other ones, Mike Chemical Romance was one, Mike Bloody Valentine. Send them in. They are hard to come up with. Radio Matilda this week in uh, in tribute to the Matildas, uh, who are playing amazingly in the FIFA Women's World Cup, and I've been getting really into. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But first of all... Um, if you are watching the video version of this pod and, and audio listeners, you know, feel free to go and check out the video version on the YouTube, Radio Mike. Um, you may notice quite a new sort of set style kind of thing, I guess. Hard to explain it, but um, I guess like, and, and I might start the show talking a bit about this stuff, but like I've, in the ever the ever enduring quest for this podcast to become slightly more professional. Um, when I moved into this new place, I knew I wanted to have kind of a, a better set for the videos of the podcast. I've been doing video pods of this podcast for a while and they get like a decent amount of views, but mainly I chop them up into clips on the YouTube channel and short clips for social media, which are performing really well. And I just wanted this podcast to kind of look and feel a little bit more professional. Um, so you'll notice um, new lighting setup, which really makes my face shine, if you don't mind me saying. And just um, and it's a work in progress, but go and check out the video or look at some of the clips coming out from this episode in particular. I've got a brand new sort of light set up here that kind of lights my face. And the other thing, and I, and I do need to thank friend of the show, Mikey D., Welcome to the radio family, Mikey D. Mikey D, uh, you may have heard on this show on Mike Talks and on Harry Potter and the Boys. And um, he's a he's a friend of Radio Mike Productions and he does his own podcast called The Share House. Go and check it out. I've been on a few episodes. Big plug for, for them there. Um, great pod. Great guy. Great content. He um, he came to help and set this up. And, and the first thing he said was that I need to move closer to the camera. As you can see, I usually... Well, back in the day, I would sit all the way back there. And he said, no, you've got to come closer to the camera to give it more depth and then put a light on behind you. Now, I know some of you probably don't care at all about this, but um, 
it's just visually, I think it looks better. It's still a work in progress. As I said, I still want to do something with this space here if you're watching the video. And of course there's some light coming in from the blinds and I need to figure out a way to, to stop that. But overall it definitely looks better. And this is kind of the standard I want moving forward, like just a well lit video. And I think it does kind of make a difference. Like I just want the videos to look as flash and cool as possible. But for the next few months, you'll see a mix of the old style videos and, and this style, just because um we're currently bulk recording a bunch of content for when I travel overseas. We've now done three out of the four bulk recorded episodes and they have been a lot of fun. There's a lot of brand new segments and Pat joins me for all of them. So really keen for you guys to hear the, the, the show over September and the first week of October, because it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've made some really fun shows for you, but yeah, loving how this sort of more professional light setup looks. And uh, I really, I'm really grateful to Mikey for helping me set it up. The other thing is the YouTube, the YouTube's like been really growing over the last few months with the short clips I post from this show. So please, if you haven't already, um, couple calls to action here, subscribe to the YouTube number one and uh, rate this podcast five stars on Spotify. If you're listening and leave a review on Apple podcasts or whatever, check out some of the short clips. I just want to plug that here. And of course the Patreon, patreon.com slash radio Mike, the Pat and Mike show is out every Friday. Um, and uh, that show is just getting better and better and stronger on the $4.50 tier at the moment. But there's a bunch, there's hours of content on the $1 tier and above that you can access if you jump on the Patreon. Any support really, really helps. But yeah, how good's this video look? I reckon I look bloody great. Hi. Um, anyway, so on top of that, I, I mentioned at the top the, uh, the Matildas. Um, been really enjoying watching the the Women's World Cup over the last few weeks. I mean, the way the Matildas are playing, but just generally, you know, I live in the area where where the stadium is that they're all playing. So there's just such a buzz around. And it's fascinating to see how big the World Cup, the, the Women's World Cup is, is here in Australia. And the Matildas beat Denmark 2-0. Great win great game, really fun to watch. And like just watching it on TV is just great. It's just like a relaxing thing to sort of switch your mind off, watch a bit of soccer. But one thing that I think is incredible about this is the Matildas match, which was just, you know, Australia versus Denmark hit 3.6 million viewers in Australia. That's total TV, TV viewers. So watching live, watching on like web stream, watching on catch up, which is weird for a, for a live game. But yeah, more viewers than the grand final, the AFL grand final and the state of origin. Now I've seen a lot of people being like, yeah, but that's because this is a, it's an Australia, it's all of Australia and it's the world cup, but still like soccer is not as like, I mean, it's obviously big. It's got a crowd, but it's nowhere near as big as AFL. But I think this is incredible for soccer for women's sport um, and just generally for sports in Australia. There are people like sitting in the cold, standing in the cold for three hours at Federation Square in the city just to watch the Matildas play with a crowd of people. And I think that's incredible because the stadium sold out. Like I just think it's amazing how the Matildas as a team have just really brought out the best of Australia. I, I think it's great. And I can't wait. I really hope we go all the way in the world cup. I mean, it's, it's, 
unlikely. Well, I mean, we're playing really well. We're play, playing really good soccer, I think, from what I can tell. But, I mean, there's some really good teams. It's it's the World Cup after all. Had a pretty big week. Like, at, at the moment, as I said, things are – I'm just churning out both work uh, and content, you know, just doing jobs to get cash for my trip but also just making sure there's content going out while I'm away. Um, and that's been – huge. There's been a lot of work going into all of that. Um, and you know, late nights, lots of editing, lots of, you know, editing basically twice as many episodes as I normally would, because you know, there's all the bulkies going out and I'm trying to get to a point where basically every day there's a short going up on YouTube, um, while I'm away. So basically there will, I want there to be content every day going up on YouTube. I've got a, like a big, us audience on youtube which which is really weird i don't know why that's happened but yeah just having content every day my channel's growing a lot and um and that's been really good but it's been really busy did have a nice break where and this is also thanks to mikey d went to the taping of thank god you're here which me and pat talked about a lot on the pat and mike show over the last few weeks thank god you're here is back on tv First episode, incredible. Mark Bonanno from Auntie Donna. They also had Aaron Chen, who I would say is one of the funniest comedians in Australia right now. And they also had Julia Zamiro and Ursula Carlson, both hilarious. Julia was on the original Thank God You're Here a lot of times and she was always great. And it was just so great for that show to be back on TV. I genuinely loved every moment of it and I'm so glad the show's back. Hilarious, refreshing, great in every way. And went to the taping with Mikey D, um, which was just a spur of the moment thing because he had a spare ticket. So much fun. And I'm definitely, I would definitely get in trouble if I told you who was on it um, because they were really particular about wanting it to be a surprise. Like I'm sure the information is out there if you kind of know where to find it, but it was a really good lineup of, Two people who had been on the show before, one who had been on the show many times before, and then two new people who had never been on, like new comedians. But, you know, of of the two people who had been on the show before that were there, I would, I, I mean, I couldn't imagine there have been a better lineup. And it was just a coincidence. Like we didn't know in advance who was going to be on. So, fantastic lineup. People will be very excited um, by who they see on that particular episode. And it was just so fun. One of the performers who was there, who I remember from the original season, but I don't know like their stuff that well, haven't followed them, but now I really want to because their scenario that they did, that it was genuinely one of the funniest live comedy things I've ever seen in my life. It was beyond hysterical. I was in pain from laughing. Like the way this person, I wish I could say who it is, but it's not this, it, I think it's episode five. So it's not for a few weeks, but it was just so funny. So that was just a great night, just a great time hanging out with friends and, you know, for the next month or so, I'm going to be super busy. I'm not going to be getting out much. So it was good to go to the taping and, you know, just get out. Just counting down the days, though, until my holiday. The other thing I've been doing is um, watching the new Futurama episodes. Futurama is back. It's on Hulu or Disney Plus here in Australia. And 
I've been doing, I'm not going to review the episodes. I've been doing a review of every episode of Futurama over on the YouTube channel and they're going pretty well. So if you want to watch the episodes and then watch my thoughts and then comment and get in touch with me, what, what you thought, um, definitely go and watch the videos. But Futurama is just such a great show. I always loved it growing up. It's just like this really weird comfort thing for me. I don't know what it is about that show, but I could just sit there and watch Futurama and like just zone out completely and just have it on in the background or focus on it entirely. It's such an interesting show. And and again, actually, I don't know if I should talk about this now because we did talk about this on now. This is where I'm getting my wires crossed because we did actually talk about this on a, one of the bulk recorded episodes that is coming out in a month from now. But I will just talk about it a little bit here as well. And then in a month, you can be like, I don't remember this. What the hell? Futurama is like the Jesus Christ of TV shows. Well, it's actually better than Jesus Christ because Jesus only resurrected from the dead once. Futurama has come back to life three times. That's three times Jesus. It got cancelled after its original four-season run and then because of its popularity and I think DVD sales, they brought it back for four kind of TV movies that ended up being like 16 episodes of the show and like people might remember those. There was Bender's Big Score, Bender's Game, The Beast with a Billion Backs and I can't remember the fourth one but they were really good episodes as well. Then after that, it got cancelled for a little while longer. Then Comedy Central picked it up and brought it back for two more seasons and then it finished on Comedy Central. Now Hulu has picked it up for another two seasons. I think Futurama is going to be the show that keeps finishing and then like 10 years later, another network brings it back just to keep this trend running because the show's actually had like four series finales. Like four episodes that were written as finales, which is uh, one of them, and, and all of them kind of revolve around Fry and Leela's relationship and ambiguity around it. it. They've all been great. Like, for a show to make not one, but two, not one, not two, not three, but four, and then probably five finales is just remarkable. And the fact that they're all good. Seinfeld couldn't even get one finale right. Futurama's done it amazingly four times. I love that show. I'm so glad it's back. And, it, and it's been all right. Like, I, I, I mean, I do think my love for the original four seasons is just nostalgia, but like that, that show again, will always just kind of live rent free in my head. And uh, I'm really, really stoked that it's back. The Jesus Christ of television times three, the threesus Christ of television. Bring it back again. Sorry, Jesus. You've been one upped by Philip J. Fry. I've been cancelled again. Uh, that's probably the biggest story of my week. And and it's not like, a you know, a lot of these, a, a lot of, well, one Australian YouTuber in particular that I, I'm thinking of right now does a lot of um, YouTube videos that I see that are like, ladies and gentlemen, I have been cancelled. Um, I'm sure you know who, who I'm talking about if you, <laughs> if you watch Australian YouTubers. Um, it's not really, I haven't really been cancelled, but I, I am, I guess what I'm saying is I, I feel as though I'm being perpetually cancelled by something I said probably over a year and a half ago now. I can't even, it seems like this has been going on forever and I thought it had died down, but it, apparently it hasn't. So I have been 
I have completely been swamped again and it comes in waves by the Michael Jackson stands. For those who don't know, a few, a year ago or more on this podcast, may, may, I, I, I'll just explain it. I, I literally just said that, um, that the Rolling Stone, popular music magazine, had a cover piece with Harry Styles on the cover. It must have been around the time Harry Styles put his album out. And it it was the, the the title on the magazine was The New King of Pop, right? Implying, you know, Michael Jackson's been gone for a while. Is Harry Styles the new king of pop? And, you know, I did a bit being like, hey, Harry, Rolling Stone said Harry Styles is the new king of pop. I reckon we just give it to him because Michael Jackson was a pedophile, which, which I will not debate. <laughs> we all know it's true. I am so sorry, Michael Jackson stands. I don't care. MJ was a pedo and they're going to come for me if they see this. Anyway, I clipped it up. I put it on TikTok. Boy, oh boy. Was that the biggest mistake of my life? Because I'm, it seems as though like, yeah, every three or four months I get an influx of comments, death threats, um, insults, and like stitches of my videos just being like, what, like just every single video I post, all the comments are just like MJ better, MJ better, Harry Styles. And they're like just illiterate people, MJ, you said MJ better file, MJ innocent. And I'm just like, I don't like, why are they still commenting? And then I turned off comments on the video because I was just sick of it being influxed by these comments. And now everyone's like, you turned off comments on the other video. Sometimes like people slide into my DMs and they're like, going to kill you for what you did said to MJ. I'm like, okay. Like I genuinely, I don't care at all. The it, the same clips on YouTube every day. Like I'm telling you, there'll, there'll be one here. It, here it is. It, it's just going viral again. MJ is dead. Uh, no, Michael Jackson is king of pop forever. Harry is the shit, which I guess means he is shit. I, I genuinely don't know, but yeah, just, just everything. <laughs> like all these MJ fans, Give it a rest, guys. Like, it is quite fascinating how deluded people can be. Like, in the in the quest for, like, their love of a pop star, like this idolization of Michael Jackson. And, like, you know, Michael Jackson was, what, big in the 80s? It's been, like, 40 years since he was at his peak. It's been 15 years probably since he died or 14, 13 years since he died. And people are still obsessed with him it's quite remarkable and please don't think that any of this like affects me in any way like I, I genuinely just find it funny that like every three months maybe something happens and like MJ pops up into the news and everyone like gets served my video again which is still there and I'm not gonna delete it because I don't give a fuck but like it's just weird every like so it just dies down for a while and then it picks back up and then it dies down and then it picks back up. They really want me dead. Like, if you know, and the, and the saddest part about all of it, I think, and this is the, the ultimate irony that these people don't know. I love MJ's music. <laughs> that, that's the truth. I think MJ has some banger songs. I've said it before. Thriller, Beat It, Man in the Mirror. Various other songs he has. Smooth Criminal. That's a classic. Billy J. His music is amazing. I love it. But he was a pedophile and both can be true. Sorry, no offense, but it's true. 
Like, I wish I could bond with these people over their love of MJ because I do think his music's great, but we just can't see eye to eye on him being a pedophile. And I think that's the problem. Sorry, MJ fans. Come at me in the comments. I don't care. Um, I, I was listening to the new Post Malone album. Really, I really like Post Malone. I mean, he just kind of came out of nowhere like five years ago, but his music is, to me, like incredible. It's like, like I think ever since Sunflower, which was in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse, he's, I just like really enjoyed his music, but I've never like actively sorted out. He's just such a, I don't know, like a, like a pop centric artist that he gets played all the time on radio. I'm just like going to look at his top songs because I can't even think about like this. I know there's sunflower chemical is his new one, which I really like. You're my chemical circles. I don't even know what others he's had heaps of songs, but why do I only recognize like three of them? What has he got? Um, it was, it was this album, Beer Bongs and Bentleys that I think was his first Rockstar classic, Psycho classic. Yeah. There's lots of really good songs. Hollywood's Bleeding. What's he got on this? Um, yeah. Okay. Sunflower. Goodbyes. I love goodbye. I'm where I, I'm not good at goodbyes. I like you. Um, yeah. Anyway, he's got some good songs. New album, which is called Austin. Post Malone's new album, Austin, named after him. His name is Austin Post. Not sure where the Malone comes from, but Austin. New album from Post Malone. Quite a curious uh, pop culture reference that I found on the album that I thought was really weird. And, of course, Posty, uh, you know, the Chemical is the main single from the album. But, you know, one of the, I feel like, one of the foundations of being a millennial is that you went to the cinema to see Shrek. I think if you didn't go to the cinema in 2001 to see Shrek, then you're not really a millennial. I actually think that's the cutoff point. 2001, I reckon, is a cutoff point for being a millennial. Shrek and, and a lot of people might point to 9-11 as a crucial point. And, and that's true. But I do think being a millennial is being a kid and going to see Shrek with your dad at Doncaster. That's, that's, that's what I think is being a millennial. And I think Post Malone is the same age as me and clearly a much greater level of fame. But Post Malone has done something great. Post Malone references Shrek in his new album on the track Socialite in what I can only describe as quite a clumsy and awkward Shrek reference that I don't really understand it. T- take a listen to it. I'm feeling naughty up on a Sunday, fucking the backseat of a Hyundai. I'm calling the Shrek because she got a donkey. Okay, can we hear that slowed down? Calling the Shrek because she got a donkey. So he's he's talking about just listen to the to the top of that again. So he's talking about how he's feeling naughty on a Sunday and he is now what we can only assume is having 
sexual intercourse with someone in the back of a Hyundai. He says Hyundai. I call it Hyundai. I, I used to drive a Hyundai I-30. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. He's talking about fucking a girl in the back of his car, to put it bluntly. And then he says this. Calling her Shrek because she's got a donkey. Now, the only thing I can think of, and and correct me if I'm wrong, this may be some new Gen Z style thing. I don't know. To me... And may, like I don't, I didn't think this was an American thing. I thought this was maybe more of an Australian thing, and and the reason I know it is actually because of the Chris Lilly show We Can Be Heroes. Because when you say like, "Oh, I've got a donkey," to me that means donkey dick, like a big dick. And and there's a character in Chris Lilly's show We Can Be Heroes, his first show called Phil Olivetti, who's always like, "Oh yeah, they used to call me donkey down at the station." Uh, cause I got a big dick, right? Donkey dick. Like <laughs> I didn't, I don't. And, and I think he's saying I'm calling her Shrek because she's got a donkey as in she has my big dick inside her pussy. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> Trying to make this podcast more professional and I'm talking, I'm unpacking the lyrics of Post Malone's song Socialite in which he makes a reference to Shrek on this professional in quotation marks podcast. Fuck. I want to hear it again. He's feeling naughty. They're fucking. So I do think this is, yeah, this, this reference to Shrek. But imagine this, imagine this. You are, whether you're, whether you're a man, woman, non-binary, whatever you identify as, I'm just going to use the hetero metaphor for this. You're a man. Maybe your name is Post Malone. Maybe your name is your name, whatever. You've been seeing this girl and you are finally going to have sex with her, um, which is a very pleasurable and fun thing to do. You are in your Hyundai and you can't wait to get home. So you start having sex in the backseat of the car. And when your larger than average penis enters her, you say... Oh, Shrek. And she goes, what? And you go, oh, because you've got a donkey inside you. (laughs) Now, would that kill the mood? And if it wouldn't, I implore some of you to try this with your partner or with any sexual or romantic interaction you're you're going to have this weekend, perhaps, right? Right. Just call call her don- call her Shrek, and she'll say, "Why are you calling me Shrek? Because you got a donkey." If someone if someone tries it and then writes in the result, let me know. But amazing, amazing that Post Malone makes this clumsy, awkward, and weird Shrek reference in his song that only a millennial would do. No one else other than a millennial would ever mention Shrek in their own song. Seriously, think. can you think of any other song? Like, we've got Vance Joy with Riptide. He's talking about Michelle Pfeiffer and Midnight Cowboy, as we know. And then you've got Post Malone, probably 10 years younger than Vance, talking about Shrek, using Donkey from Shrek as an analogy for his dick. 
Oh God, dear Lord, what what, what is the world coming to? Twentieth Century Boy will be right back. We interrupt this episode of 20th Century Boy to remind you that you can catch up on the show with video episodes and now short clips and short, short clips. I say that because there's like short clips from the show, like five to ten minute clips. And then there's like one minute clips all on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash radio mic. Subscribe now. The channel is growing. Don't miss it. If you ever miss something on the show and just want to catch up on it, all you have to do is head to that YouTube channel. You can see everything again. Check out the brand new lighting setup. It's amazing. Thank you so much. Let's get back to the show. Another amazing uh, scientific discovery this week. I, uh, I'm always amazed by the scientific discoveries of this world. You know, what, what we're finding out about the world with science about the universe with science and that that's kind of you know we, we we always get these um we get a lot of photos of space now you know it's like oh look this is a hey this is a telescope this is a photo of space and and, and to be fair it always looks kind of exactly as you'd expect it to look but it's still like oh wow that's just all out there it's all out there whatever all this is noticed uh that some satellite and i probably should have had the uh had the uh satellite okay i've got it here i've I've got it here um the space telescope science institute in baltimore has discovered something quite quirky in outer space they have posted a picture of uh, uh, uh it's the james webb space telescope and they've taken a photo or they've taken a shot of of space, and in space they have discovered a question mark shaped galaxy. That's, that's right. It's a question mark shaped galaxy, a galaxy in the shape of a question mark. Go and look it up. Now, there are two things about this that I that I find interesting. So, a question mark galaxy has been found in outer space. And a bunch of keen-eyed Super Mario fans have suggested that this is perhaps one of the galaxies that is featured in the video game Super Mario Galaxy. Funny little Easter egg, and they've posted screenshots. There is a a Mario Galaxy planet. There is a Mario Galaxy planet that is shaped like a question mark and people are like, wow, the Super Mario world is real. That's not, that's not my, uh, my take on it. Here's what I find so great. This is what I think is great about us finding a question mark in space. For, for our entire existence, humans have looked up at the stars. We've looked up and marveled at the stars, the planets, the sun, all of it, wondered. We, we've walked on the moon We've been out in space. We're, we're trying to land on Mars. Like this is eons and eons of, of human beings wondering what our purpose is, looking up to the stars, trying to find an answer. And what I love about this is we've looked up and even the universe <laughs> is telling us, hey, guys, I don't know either. I'm really sorry. I've got no idea. <laughs> it's just a big – the universe is just like, fuck, I don't know. 
I, there might as well be a shrug emoji in the universe. <laughs> like the fact that there is a, a cluster of galaxies or whatever that is perfectly shaped like a question mark just makes me laugh so much. The universe literally saying, guys, I don't know. Stop asking me. I'm just here as well. I'm trying to figure it out just as much as you. And now you've found me. That's your answer. It's just, it's amazing. What an amazing coincidence and absolutely hilarious. We, we just like, the, the expanse of space is just so fascinating to me. Like we're like, apparently we, we were trying to go to Mars by like 2030. It couldn't be that soon, but, but like just, wow. I, I mentioned weeks ago, I went to the Neil deGrasse Tyson show. Amazing. And the way he spoke about it was just incredible. Go listen to that episode if you haven't already. What else do we have today? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> there are there are rumours, and take this very lightly, everybody. Um, here, here's the thing. Melbourne might be getting its own Disneyland. I'll say it again. Melbourne, Australia might be getting a Disneyland. And... As soon as I saw this, my instant thought was like, no, we're not. No, that's that's not going to happen. And I might eat my words in 10 years, but I, at this stage, I seriously doubt it. All of this public, like it's all, you know, everyone, your news.coms, your pedestrian TV, daily, everyone's just writing stories about it. The Lord Mayor of Melbourne, Sally Carp, just said, oh, it would be great if we had a Disneyland in Melbourne. And everyone's taking it and running with it as though she said, yes, we are doing it and it's going to be out next year and you will be able to go to Disneyland in Melbourne or just like drive up to the Avalon Airport and the land there will be a Disneyland. I have serious doubts, but also I don't want a Disneyland in Australia. I don't want it to be easy to go to Disneyland. The whole point about Disneyland, and I have been, I've been to the one in Tokyo, really fun, and I've been and I'm going to the one in Paris, right? So I would have been to two Disneylands. And I get that they have them all over the world, but I don't want one in Australia. Because if there's a Disneyland in Australia, some of the magic of Disneyland goes away for me, right? I want Disneyland to be something you have to go really far away for, not just drive down to Geelong for. Like I'm literally flying on a plane halfway across the world to go to Paris and go to Disneyland. That's not the whole reason I'm going, but you know what I mean? I flew to Tokyo to go to Disneyland. I would fly to the United States to go to Disneyland. I don't want to drive to Geelong and be in Disneyland. Because then it's too easy and Disneyland isn't special anymore. Disneyland's supposed to be special. If you put one in my backyard, well, then it really is a small world after all, right? And I don't want that. I want Disneyland to be this magic thing that you only get to do very, very infrequently and you fly across the world to do it. You don't go for a drive. I hate that. I don't want one here. It would ruin the magic. And Walt, Walt knows that. They all know that. Also, Australia isn't cultured enough to have a Disneyland. Australia isn't magical enough to have a Disneyland. I don't know why, but you think of Tokyo, you're like, yeah, that Tokyo would, Tokyo would have a Disneyland. Japan would have a Disneyland. France would have a Disneyland. America, of course, would have a Disneyland. Australia wouldn't have a Disneyland. We just, we just wouldn't, we can barely get our theme parks right. 
Our best theme park is wet and wild. And it's just water slides, the easiest ride to get right. And, and you just know a Disneyland in Australia is not going to run remotely at the efficiency of the Disneyland in Tokyo, where they have like 10 staff on each ride, some of whom seem to be employed specifically just to wave at you as the roller coaster leaves the station. I'm not joking. Go there. Like as if we're going to have some Australian bloke called Damo dressed as Goofy walking around Disneyland Australia being like, G'day guys. That's not, no, I don't want that. Australia and Disneyland don't belong in the same sentence unless the sentence is Australia shouldn't have a Disneyland. I don't want it guys. I don't want it. But then maybe when I'm in Paris, I'll love Disneyland so much and be like, oh, I wish there was a Disneyland in my backyard. But, the, but I do think Disneyland is a very like magical thing. And I, and I, I don't know. Like, I don't want there to be one in Melbourne, but maybe I do. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm, guys, I'm sad. I, I, <laughs> I don't want one. Um, hey, we usually do this at the top of the show, but let's do it here. All the write-ins that you sent in. Thanks to everyone who's been sending in suggestions for my long-haul flight. I asked people to send in things that I could do while I'm on the flight. I, I'm, and I and, uh, got one in from... One of our longtime listeners, Radio Ryan Adams from Denver, Colorado. Denver sucks ass. Thank you uh, for always enjoying the show, Ryan. We appreciate it. Um, hey, Mike, I would like to suggest the podcast 60 Songs That Explain the 90s if you need something to listen to on the plane. He talks about growing up in the 90s sometimes, which I know you probably won't relate to, but I think you would find it interesting. Have fun on your trip, Ryan. Well, I did sort of grow up in the 90s. Like, I was born in 1994, so I did spend six years in the 90s. Um, probably three of them I was sort of conscious for. Two of them I was a baby. But um, that, that sounds interesting. And then Radio Siobhan, who is uh, also a long-time listener of the show. Long-haul flights suck, but I'm so tempted to do Perth to London direct next year. Oh, so I didn't, I didn't realise they... Can you fly direct Perth to London now or is that like a new thing coming out? I'm not actually sure because we're, we're doing Melbourne to Dubai and then Dubai to Lisbon because we're flying into Portugal. Um, but I guess like, yeah, if you could fly Melbourne to Perth and then like Melbourne to Perth I think is a five-hour flight, like... That's how, like, there's a long way between Melbourne and Perth. And then Perth to London, I guess, would be, I don't know, what would it be, like 15, 20 hours? That'd, that'd be good. Um, Shib said, oh, it's, so, sorry, Perth to London direct next year, 18 hours. That's what that's what Siobhan says, 18 hours. So, so wow. Because I think even Melbourne to Dubai is 15 and then Dubai to Lisbon's another 12 or 13. Jesus Christ, it's going to be painful. Um she says, just going to download everything known to man off Stan, Netflix, and Disney+. Plus." Yeah. Man, I've um, been downloading heaps of comic books and stuff because I, I got an iPad with a comic book reader. I'm just like, yeah, I mean, you've got nothing else to do on the plane. Just read, watch movies, watch TV shows, do, do anything literally to kill time. Hopefully sleep a fair bit as well. Um, but thank you so much. Keep sending stuff in, guys. I mean, there's about a month now till I leave. I know I've been hyping it up for a while, but uh, it, it, it's um, 
Yeah, I'm pretty nervous because, yeah, like I said, I, I, I've never done a long-haul flight before, so I get a bit panicky about it. But um, anyway, let's uh, wrap up today with this. The plug. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. Of course, the Pat and Mike show on Patreon, patreon.com slash Radio Mike. Sign up. Uh, I'm an independent podcaster. I do a bunch of stuff and I'm trying to grow. Like I'm spending more and more time on my own stuff and working on my own stuff. Um, I still need money, of course, from external projects. Ideal goal of this show is that, you know, I just work on this, but you know, that's, that's probably a long way away, but uh, Pat and Mike's really fun. Talked about, thank God you're here on this week's Pat and Mike, but we also talked about, there was a US version of thank God you're here. Take a listen to this. I wanted to tell you the guest lineup of the first episode of Thank God You're Here, America. Aired on April 9th, 2007, the first episode. Wayne Knight, yeah. aka Newman from Seinfeld. Brian Cranston. It must have been before Breaking Bad and after Malcolm in the Middle. Joel McHale, who Shit, I, really? I, I guess at this point, Community hadn't started, so he probably wasn't huge at this point. And Jennifer Coolidge. You look at that lineup now Wayne Knight Brian Kearns and Joel McHale Jennifer Coolidge imagine having that now there you go quite a lineup uh of course Harry Potter and the Boys still is running uh we are bulk recording episodes for that as well I think there's also four bulk recorded episodes of that um some of which are with Sam Garlep some of which will be with Jackie Hatton lots of fun Here's what we talked about on last week's app. In Harry Potter, Aberforth, Dumbledore's brother, got like arrested for practicing inappropriate charms on a goat. And then yeah. in the seventh book, I think, his Patronus is a goat. And Patronuses usually take the form of something you love. Yeah. So is it implied that Aberforth <laughs> it was being a goat? I think it is. <laughs> If of all the details J.K. Rowling could include in her book, it's like, oh, and side story, Dumbledore's brother was f***ing a goat. And she's fine with that. Pretty funny stuff over on that podcast. Of course, Two Guys, One Cup, My Bigger Year of Footy is over there on the on the listener app is where you can listen. And as well as that, I'd like to plug again the YouTube. Subscribe, check out some of the videos. If you miss something or want to re-watch something or check out the video of the pod because it looks so slick now. Go on the YouTube and uh, check that out. Uh, that's basically it. Thank you so much, guys. Please consider jumping on the Patreon, and uh, I'll see you next week. My name's been Radio Mike. This has been the inside of my mind. See you later. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoy it, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Patreon.com slash Radio Mike is the best way for you to support the show. As we keep telling you, sign up. Lots of bonus content. Check out the YouTube channel, the podcast, Instagram at TCB Pod. And if you want more of me right now, listen to my other podcast, Harry Potter and the Boys. All right. We'll see you next week. Or if you're a Patreon, I'll see you on the Pat and Mike show tomorrow. This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch, radiomikepod at gmail.com.